Hello and welcome back to Gossip Happy Hour. This is your host, Riley Wilkes, and I'll be going over all of the latest drama for you guys today. I know you guys might be upset that there isn't an interview. I was supposed to have Ava Tortorici on this week, but as you'll find out later in the episode, she had a lot of things to do this week, and there was a lot of stuff she had to handle, and she's incredibly busy, and I totally understand that. And yeah, well, we'll see what happens next week. Hopefully there'll be an interview. We'll see. I don't know how long these sort of things will go on, see how busy she is next week. Anyway, there's only going to be a few things I'm going to dive into today because I want to focus on one main thing a lot, and that is the fall of Not A Content House. For those of you guys who don't know, Not A Content House was originally an all-girls content house in LA. Like this, It was like the third most popular behind Sway and Hype. It featured originally like Maddie, Ava Torisi, Lauren Kettering, etc. Then Cynthia Parker joined, later Sabrina joined, then Eva joined, then Anna Shoemate joined, Dev joined, all these people started to join it and it became really popular. Then people started leaving one by one. And then this week, five people left in like the span of two days. And that was like the last remaining five people. I mean, they released a whole... 30 minute video about what happened and what was the cause of it. And I watched every second of it. I took notes on it. So I have a whole list of things I want to dive into about it. And I'm excited to like share my thoughts with you guys about it. With that being said, let's get into it. And so for those of us on the outside looking into it, we had no idea what was going on. So I'm going to share with you guys all the stuff I learned from watching their video. And let me just say Cynthia, Cynthia, took over this entire video. I have had my fair share of criticisms from Cynthia in the past, but this, for this video, she was mature, she was confident, she was brave. She was really the main one speaking up about actually what happened. She was not afraid to say anything. She was like, fuck you to everybody else. Like it was a sight to behold. Sab also talked a lot. It was mainly them too, because I think and uh, the, the people in the video were Sab, Cynthia, Debbie, and Anna. And Debbie and Anna are the two newer people, so I don't think they would know as much. Anyway, let's get into my notes. So they first said everything was fine in the house until they moved into their new one. There was like an original house, and they moved into another one. And then they separated between two content houses. One was fo- focused on like Maddie, Ava, Lauren some of the older members. Then the new one or newer one was Sab, Anna, Eva, Dev. And I'm sure it was some other people. But once they moved into, like once they started to merge the two, that's when it became an issue. Maddie and Lauren left probably about a couple weeks ago towards a month. They were the, one of the two founding like members of Notch. That was surprising why they would leave. It was around when Maddie was facing some controversy over her trip to the Bahamas and etc. Lauren wasn't though. So they left because of the management of the house. And I'll dive into so much more detail about the management of the other. One of the main reasons they left was their photographer who was taking all their photo shoots of them and pretty much being one of the backbones of the house was getting paid shit compared to what everyone else was getting paid. And if you're building, if you're a manager of anything, of a sports team, of a company, you have to take care of these behind the scenes people that, because those are the people, your clients, 
will bond with the most and who are around them the most. And if they're not happy, then the clients aren't going to be happy. So that's who you need to take care of. It's the same thing. Something in football is going on recently where the Texans, the Houston Texans, um, their star quarterback, Deshaun Watson, is requesting a trade. And then recently they fired their equipment manager who was like Deshaun's best friend. And that made him even more upset because you might think, oh, it's just the equipment manager. Who cares? That's who these people are close to, these behind the scenes people that you don't see who are doing everything else, taking the photos, cleaning up, managing them in a way on a day-to-day basis. So that was sort of the start of why they, and then when he was fired, he told Maddie a ton of stuff, all of the things going on behind the scenes, all of the rumors, everything that management said and did, Cynthia didn't divulge into what exactly that was that he told Maddie, but it was a lot of bad stuff that actually just caused Maddie to leave outright. So you had to have known it was serious because this is sort of the house Maddie helped build. She wouldn't just leave it for no reason. One of the big names that we was actually told from Cynthia was Amir. He was the issue. He was one of the two main issues. He was like their boss, one of the higher ups, the manager of not a content house, not the house manager, but like, one of their managers. They left because one of the main reasons they said he did not know how to handle teenage girls. And that is a valid reason to leave because these are old men managing a house of Cynthia's 15 or 16, Maddie's 16, 17, Anna's 19, Sab's 19, I believe. I don't know how old Debbie is. Ava's 21. Lauren, I think, is in her 20s. This age group, you cannot be a 50-year-old man managing these age groups. You don't understand women. You don't understand young people. You don't understand how to help them build their brand and how to actually have a cohesive household. And that was a big issue. And she explained more about what exactly was told to them and how disrespectful he was. But... He kept also referring to them as stock, as just money. You never tell the people who work for you that they're just money, that they're just not people. Because they're, Cynthia and the girls are the ones that are making him the money. He wouldn't be as successful without them. They are the workers in this situation. So to be disrespected like that, I can see how it can take a toll on somebody. And that's just an awful thing to be called, referred to as like an object. And another reason she said was they had to promote certain accounts just to help management and make him money. And if they were overworked or they didn't care. So basically they, they were told to promote certain accounts that were his clients that didn't benefit them at all. They weren't paid for this. They had to boost other people's accounts out. The only thing that would happen was he would make more money because they, the other accounts would be getting more clout. They weren't paid for it again. Like, with the threats they're getting of you're going to be kicked out, you're going to lose money, you're going to lose studio sets, stuff like that. You have to do it because that's what the boss is telling you to, but they aren't getting a penny from it. They're literally just, oh, he's the only one benefiting from it besides the other client, obviously. And it caused them stress and anxiety and everything. And he, they told them a continuous theme over all of this is they told him, all the time, how stressed they were, how anxious they were, how scared and sad and everything like that they were. And he did not give a shit. It's a really fucking scum of human being. I'll say that. This is disgusting. 
So they all told him like how to sit down with him and told him how bad their mental health was, how bad their anxiety was, how bad their depression was. And he said, you guys are all just probably on your periods. That is one of the most sexist things you can say to a group of women, that they're not allowed to have human emotions without being on their period, which you like, he really thought that and then decided it was a good thing to say. No, this is why any teenage girls out there listening who are becoming influencers and this might this might be an unpopular opinion but do not let grown men manage you not i'm not talking about 20 year old dudes that are also influencers 50 40 30 year old men managing you because they won't know how they don't know how to interact with kids and teenagers and people like that and they're very old-fashioned sexist and pieces of shit that you can clearly see but just to accuse them of being on their periods just because they're having mental health outbreaks i have my own mental health issues i'm a dude i don't have my period Well, dudes can get periods too but like i don't have a period but i still have my own human emotions that i go through so that women being told that they can't have the same emotions without having their period like imagine someone telling you that that's awful and i feel so bad that they were told to do that and another major reason was what they called house deliverables so what a house deliverable is is where a brand wants to work with a single member of the house so let's say for instance um bang energy only wanted to work with cynthia or anna that means it would only work with one, not the entire house of people. Anyway, so they were, and all of the money that they got from the house deliverables went straight to the house. It was used for rent or travel or et cetera. And they were only allowed to do a max of two a week. Cynthia had to, would end up getting three a week and Anna would do none. And they would be threatened if they didn't do it. So again, these are doing, they're doing brands and promoting brands that they are making no money off of. And they were forced to use sound. If like, let's say a company wanted to use a sound or you're promoting a sound that you didn't like, like it was a song with a bunch of bad words or an inappropriate song or had a message that they just simply didn't agree with. They would still force be forced to promote that sound. If it was a company that they didn't like, a company using a product that they had a bad experience with again they would be forced to use that product for money that they are not getting money that is going straight to the house that's so manipulative and so controlling of management one day cynthia asked how much money the mansion makes from it they refused to give her an answer and it's a valid question because cynthia has the right to know she's working she's doing all these products and they won't even tell her how much money she's making for them, not for herself, but for the house. It's her money. It's her business. Again, that, again, these people, management would be nothing without these girls at all. It's a shame that they were being used like this. And besides that, when Cynthia asked the simple question, they started attacking her. They called her mentally underdeveloped. They called a 15 to 16 year old mentally underdeveloped just because she wanted to know how much money she was making for other fucking people. You have to be so mature, honestly, to be in this, in, to be in this like 
area of expertise and to be in this, she's 16, to be in this business, to be an influencer, you have to be more mature than a lot of people because she's dealing with your shit. She's dealing with management shit that she's putting on her and they're calling her mentally underdeveloped while they're being manipulative and dicks. Like how much of a insecure little bitch do you have to be a threaten and call names to a 16 year old girl like what and they also attacked her fucking mother her mother has nothing because the mother didn't go along with everything the house said like no shit you're scamming them she's being a good mother and to attack someone's mother over a disagreement about business or you're in the wrong is such a fucking low blow that i feel so bad that cynthia had to experience any of this bullshit it's a fucking shame it really is that there's so much behind the scenes in the influencer business that we don't know about that we think we do. And something else that they did, which is gaslighting and manipulating 101, is that they made them feel, they made Cynthia and the other girls feel like they needed management when exactly it was the opposite. The management needed that because without them, there's no videos. Without them, there's no famous. Without them, there's no money. The management can't make money by themselves. These girls are the only ones who made them money but by threatening to kick them out and saying that they made their careers and everything like psychologically you can damage them and make them feel like they need management when in fact that's just not true but it is a horrible thing it really is and they also some of the requirements that they had is unreal they would have to post at least four times a day on the not a content house page not even in adding on to the that like they had to post on their man page, their spam pages, everything like that, but four times a day on their official house accounts and 15 times on the IG stories. Like that's insane. Like there's only so much you can actually post. And there's like you get ideas randomly. Like you don't plan exactly maybe what you're gonna post here and there, but that's what they sort of made them do. Debbie's dad even threatened to send her home because her grades were slipping. Like, in her schoolwork was doing horrible and everything like that. But she was literally saying in the video, like, they would schedule me photo shoots at 12 and tell me I have to go and threaten me if I didn't. And I didn't even get out of school at 12. Like, these people, some of them are still in school. I don't know who Cynthia is, but I know Deb is. Anna was. Like, they have to attend. So they have to have some certain amount of grades, even if it's online. Like, they're not just going to be able to go through it. And parents, yeah, if my dad... If I was out there and I was going to photo shoots and shit instead of going to school, like he'd be pissed, rightfully so. And it's not even Debbie's fault because like she wasn't able to. She had to choose, but she wasn't even allowed to give him a choice. She was like, You're going to these photo shoots, you're going to these brand deals, you have to come to this meeting. Like they don't run their lives. Like, yes, they're paying for the house and stuff, but this is one of the biggest things. Never get a manager like that. This is what I mean by it. Don't get a manager of someone that is reliant upon you, like that is sponsoring you. Get a lawyer to read the contracts you make and be your own damn manager. Have a family member even do it, a friend, someone you know, someone you can trust. Get if if you're a girl influencer, female, I'd recommend you get a female influence a manager too. They understand you more than they and they probably have other female clients. But 50-year-old managers do not. Men managers that male managers that are men that make you feel uncomfortable do not go with them either. You can choose who you want to be your manager and pick someone that 
you can honestly feel good about that. You can feel like they're being on your side because, and that they're in it with you. That's just like, if you want me to be your manager, I've been to Noah unofficially, so I can help you. Like, I got you. Here's some more emotional abuse from the hands of management. Cynthia was called bipolar by them. Like, first of all, that's not even an insult. That's a real mental illness. And just because she's raising valid points, you're going to call her bipolar, call her mentally ill just for that. It's a shame. It really is. She Cynthia wasn't allowed to see her mom on her birthday, on her mother's birthday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, even Mother's Day. She wasn't allowed to be go home and see her mother. Because management would tell her, like, it's not a good idea if you're going to do that. Like, we're not going to – we need you here. We have stuff for you to do. If you do that, like, you might get kicked out and everything like that. They threatened her. They put it in her mind that if she were to go, that she'd be kicked out. And it's literally emotional abuse 101. Like, look up anything about it, and this is what it will say. It's horrifying, honestly, that they lived alone with them. Sab. Sab spoke up and said she was she was threatened that she had to break up with Cooper or she would get kicked out because Cooper was revealing things about them. She, he was starting to talk shit because he knew how much of a low point Sab was at and he had to speak up for them, rightfully so, like a good boyfriend should. And he was being a man about it and I respect that. But they threatened her. Like you cannot control their relationships. That is not in the contract. I guarantee that. So luckily she made the right choice and picked Cooper and left. But that's a scary thing you have to do. You're sort of being tested with like, do you want our do you want our management and our money and our brand deals that we're offering you, or do you want to be in love? Like, that's not a fair question to a teenage girl who's just experienced all of this for like the first time. And Cooper, I'm pulling it up right now, had some tweets about what was going on, and he's really been unhinged, but in a good way. Like he's not letting go. He said, not a content house. Managers management is literally shit most manipulative people and weirdly sexual to the girls, etc. I want to hear more about that because that could be a crime. And I'll tell you this. Sab said this. Oh man, one of the managers asked Sab if she was single. She said, like, no, I'm sort of talking to Coop. And he was like, Are you dating? And she was like, Well, I guess not, technically, because they're just talking. And he said this. He told her to be extra nice to a male producer and make sure like he gets what he wants because they wanted him for a project. That's literally fucking pimping her out. They literally tried to pimp Sab out. Like that is so dangerous, so fucking illegal that they did that. And that's like, that's what some of these girls are actually going through. Like it's more than what we know of. And I hope somehow the police get involved because that is shit is not okay. It's no different than a pimp Pimping out a prostitute. It's just they have money. These managers are rich and they can try to make it go away. But that is fucking sick. That is literally, he's exploiting them, sexually exploiting them, telling her to like, like, be extra nice. Like, we all know what that means to a male to make sure he gets what he, like, no, that is so fucking disgusting to do to a teenage girl. It's sick. I can't believe that happened. They didn't care about any of the producers or the management coordinators or the photographers that they were actually close with. And the only people they really liked, they didn't care about them. They didn't pay them. They didn't treat them well. That's going to cause an uprising in whatever place you are in. If you don't treat people right and give them fair pay and all of that, it's going to cause issues. And I'm glad it did because it deserved better than that. So now they sort of said, 
post all of this, they have taken over the house, basically, the accounts, the pages and everything, and they have left the management, which is fantastic news. They are free now, basically, like they're going to be able to do what they want. They're still going to be, I don't know exactly. They don't really clarify this well, but whether it's the same house or they're going to move into a different house together, but I think they're going to be together again. They didn't clarify that, but they said they're still really good friends. They're going to be hanging out with each other all the time. And I hope it's in the same house because I don't want these assholes to ruin what these girls had. And they were close. One person did get fired. One of the two main managers that were sort of exposed throughout all of this, one did get fired. I hope the other one joins them and I hope they fucking go to jail if what Sad was said was true because that's what they deserve. It's a criminal. My main point throughout all of this is these notch girls were going through all of this when we didn't know it. They're being exploited, they're being manipulated, and we knew none of it. But we as an audience, judge every move that they do, not knowing what's actually going on behind the scenes, not knowing what they're going through. So imagine having to deal with all of this and then also deal with all the hate comments, the body shaming, the criticism that they get. Just think before you hate because we are all guilty of this when there's so much we don't understand that is going on behind the scenes. But there's always something. They're not living perfect lives. Just keep that in mind next time because we don't know how much our words actually affect them. Speaking of content houses ending, we learned this week that the Sway House is officially sort of like done. So we've sort of known maybe this was coming all along, but here's what we do know. So it started off like this by switching from Sway to Sway and Sway Gaming which means it was just Bryce, Noah, and Blake in one house. And it was like Griffin, Quang, Keo, et cetera. Josh and Jaden first moved out. That was really the end of the downfall sway. This has become more apparent when Josh and Bryce stopped making videos together. And we learned more about that this week. It's because apparently they're good now, but Bryce, besides the Dave Portnoy beef and him not really standing up for Bryce, Bryce was mad that Josh was stealing his content. Apparently that's a valid criticism. Was it intentional? I don't know. But the thing is, for me, I feel like all TikTokers that are also on YouTube, their content, I feel like it's all sort of similar. All vlog style content is similar. It's drinking, it's doing pranks and tricks on like dirt bikes. So there's only so many routes you can go. But I know what Bryce means. I can understand the pain, especially because he sort of taught Josh YouTube. Like he was his protege, I feel like. And Josh was in a lot of Bryce's videos. They are good now. They are buds and everything. But there is no official Sway House because they all live separately together. I think Bryce, Blake, and Noah still live together, so that's good. I don't know about the other house. I think that's sort of dissolved. Vinny left to the Hype House. And we. I just think TikTok is slowly coming down back to earth a little bit, and we've seen it with the Hype House. The Hype House is still like the Hype House, but they've moved separate house. Lil Huddy is away. Lil Huddy is with – Ryland, Nick Austin, etc. And then it's Alex, Warren, Vinny, Thomas, and Michael, and other people, obviously. But we've seen them split because of just they want to go different routes. These content houses, not everybody wants to stick to the same route. For TikTokers, there's a couple options to do post TikTok YouTube, music, modeling, film. That's pretty much it. Or just being an influencer. That's what you see. You see Bryce and them want to go YouTube. 
then you see like little huddy and them and Vinny are probably going to do film and modeling and stuff like that. And then you have Nessa, Jaden, even Griffin a little bit wanting to do music. So when your paths are that different, when you have different career outlooks and you have different things you want to do, it can cause separation. I think they're still great friends. I really do. I think it will sway that to me, they felt like they had a brotherhood. And I think that's one of the biggest differences of sway and hype. Than there was of notch notch. There was no alpha in notch. Really? I don't think it might've been Maddie, but I don't really know. Maddie was young. And so you had Bryce and in hype, you had Thomas. They were also basically the managers. Thomas is the manager of Hypus. I do know that. I think Bryce is basically the manager. They don't have bosses really to talk, to speak up to in regards to their house. Besides someone that's actually in the house. Like if Maddie was the boss of Notch, then it would have gone a lot more smoothly. She would have still had demands for the for everyone else, but they would respect her because she's also in it with them, like Thomas is. So you see how some houses can fail and some houses can rise. And Bryce is just someone that people like to be around with. Bryce is just a likable dude. And he's a funny dude. Thomas is a very good manager. I've had my criticism, but with his recruiting and everything like that, he's very good at this job. I don't know if Notch had this. And Notch is younger than most people. That's the thing. These girls are teenagers. Most of the people in Sway and Hype are in their 20s, early 20s, late teens. So again, you see you see the distinctions. And I just think they had Notch had the bad end of the stick with management. It really sucks, but that's I think that's just what happened. I don't think it's too much more deeper than that, like anything else. But I think it was it was the management that fucked them over. And it sucks that they had such horrible management. Last thing I'm going to talk about is Chris Harrison is a piece of shit. Plain and simple, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He is a piece of shit. He's a racist piece of shit. Let me clarify that. So it all starts with Rachel from Matt's season. Don't know how to pronounce her last name. Starts with a K. I've talked about her allegations of racism in the past, about making fun of a girl who was into black dudes, making fun of her for it, coming from Cumming, Georgia, one of the most racist towns in America. It was later revealed recently that she went to a party on a plantation, like pre-homecoming plantation. It was like a plantation-themed dance, plantation theme pre-date, whatever it was, which is Southern Belle. It was so incredibly disrespectful and just ignorant of history and everything that involved. And I'm from Richmond, Virginia. I know all about the history of Confederacy. I'm lived in the capital. I'm living in the former capital of it. If anything has taught you, and this wasn't five years ago, this was in 2018. She was in high school. She knew better. It was ignorant. It was racist. That's it's plain simply. There's nothing else to add to it. Whether you think she should be given or not, whether like I, it's not up to me to say, but what she did was racist, and it's not denying that. And so Chris Harrison. Went on Rachel Lindsay's podcast, former Bachelorette, has her own podcast with Bachelor. She had her own podcast with Bachelor Nation. She's ending her contract, thankfully, because she's amazing. But she's also like a, she was the first black Bachelorette. And she's one of the biggest voices in Bachelor Nation for change and social justice and diversity. And he kept defending it. He was basically saying like, talking about how like the woke mob and cancel culture and all of that. And 
interrupting her and speaking over her. And also he said, was it, is it not okay in 2018 or was it not okay in 2021? Basically implying that it was okay in 2018. Like 2018 was not long ago. That was two years into Trump's presidency. We were all very aware of what racism is. This isn't new. This wasn't 2020. 2002, which is still not good, or 1950. This was 2018. She knew what she was doing. But besides that, all of her other racial allegations, and clearly she goes far in the show. Like, it's obvious, or else they wouldn't spend that much time defending her. But you know, you shouldn't, it's just, again, it's a, a ton of self, lack of self-awareness, for Chris Harrison, like, you know how people are going to react and they're going to be justified. And I am in this bachelor Facebook group with a bunch of older, older women. And there's so many good, diverse opinions on there. And I've just been listening to black women and black men. That's what you guys have to do. We cannot, we don't know how this feels because we have not experienced it. We are not affected by racism. You have to listen to other people. Don't rely on them to inform you about it, but listen to their perspective and how it hurts. And I've just, it's just, it's another example of a white man talking over a black woman when it's something that she would know about. Rachel would know about it. Rachel is from Dallas, Texas. She was the first black bachelorette on a show where most of the audience is Midwestern conservatives. She had her own racist piece of shit on her own season. She's well aware of everything you do not know better than her you do not get to decide how long ago it was and if it's okay or not like that's not your job what you should have done was listen to her hear her out don't defend rachel you can you can say we'll wait for rachel to speak on it or something like that you don't speak for her rachel because you don't want to and there's been petitions and people from bachelor nation calling for his sort of oust and his firing and for him to step down. I So it's warranted and I think he should. I think that he should be fired because it's not his first thing. He's had a past and I don't think it will happen. Don't ever think it will happen, but it's something that needs to happen. Rachel did end up releasing a statement after being sort of in fights with production because they wouldn't allow her to release anything trying to find her Instagram, actually, because again, white people, it's not for us to judge whether it was a good apology or not, but she, she did admit, admit what she did was racist, which is something that we've seen so many apologize. They're like, I'm just, I was just, I didn't know history. I didn't know what it meant. Like, yes, you did, but you're still not admitting that what you did and what you said was racist, which is one of the worst things. Like it's, you have to admit that what you did was wrong. If you ever want to grow or do anything like that, if you want to be forgiven, you have to admit what you did was wrong. Here we go. Rachel Kirk Connell her Instagram real quick and she turned off comments and everything, which is never a good sign, even though it's going to be a lot of white people forgiving you, which they can't, but you want to hear criticism of your apology. You want to hear what people have to say about it. 
and you have to let people say it because you cannot control the narrative. She deleted her Instagram. She actually might have deleted her Instagram. So I'm trying to find it online. Rachel Kirkconnell. Here we go. Found it. While there have been rumors circulating, there also have been truths that have come to light that I need to address. I hear you, and I'm here to say I was wrong. I oops, I hear you. It just sounds so performative. Anyway, at one point, I didn't recognize how offensive and racist my actions were, but that doesn't excuse them. It's just like if it doesn't excuse it, why say it? Like just say. I did racist actions. I had racist and I did offensive things. My age or what happened does not excuse anything. They're not acceptable or okay in any sense. I was ignorant, but my ignorance was racist. This is an issue I have, which is a lot of people blame their racism on ignorance. That is your fault for being ignorant. It is the sentiment with racist. Ignorant doesn't excuse what you did. She said that, but like, I don't get why you have to put that then. I'm sorry to the communities and individuals that my actions harmed and offended. I'm ashamed about my lack of education, but no one is responsible to educate me. I'm learning and will continue to learn how to be anti-racist because it's important to speak up in the moment, not after you're called out. If you are a person who doesn't understand the offense in question, I urge you to learn from my mistake and encourage you to use this as a teachable moment. As for my family, I love them and how they raised me to be my individual. They always encouraged me to have my own views, opinions, and beliefs. Okay, that's not necessarily. As I was thinking about what I wanted to say, I couldn't help but think about how sick people want to be of reading these kinds of statements. True, how a person didn't realize the trauma of their actions would inflict on other people. True, it must get so exhausting. I want to put my energy towards preventing people from making the same offensive mistakes that I made in the first place. I hope I can prove this to you moving forward. Racial progress and unity without white accountability, and I deserve to be held accountable for my actions. I'll never grow unless I recognize what I've done with wrong. I don't think one apology means that I deserve your forgiveness. Rather, I hope I can earn your forgiveness through future actions. Okay. So again, I, I don't know if that's a good apology or not. It is not for me to decide at all. It's up to you guys. It's up to people of color listening to this. White people will listen to people of color when they tell you if this was good or not. It's it's just the thing is that we can't we don't know whether she knows is being truthful or not. We don't know until she proves it. We don't know if she's doing this for PR or if she's doing this because she generally feels bad. That's up to you to decide. Anyway, I will update you guys next week on what this is. I hope I have an interview, guys, without – I don't think my interview with Colin is going to happen. I've tried to reach out to him. He hasn't responded. Hopefully, I can have Ava on. I hope I'd have Ava on, actually, and maybe some other influencers. Everyone tag Alex French. I'm trying to have her – or Tana. I would love to have Tana on my podcast. Or, you know, Will Hottie. I hope you guys have a great week. It's snowing here in Virginia, so that's nice. We got out of school and everything. I hope you guys have a great Valentine's Day. I'll be single. I'll be – not with the bay, but it's okay. We'll figure that out later. All right. See you guys next week. Love you guys.